The views, opinions, and comments expressed by hosts, guests, and callers of this show are not necessarily those of this station, its parent company, TeleSouth Media, its staff, management, or advertisers. Content of this broadcast cannot be duplicated or used in any way without the express written consent of TeleSouth Media Incorporated. Well, it's safe to say we probably never met. Even still, if a betting man was I, I'd bet every single one of us have found ourselves standing in the storms of life, soaking wet, but do not fret. Chin up, my friend. A little bit of rain is not how this thing ends, but sometimes we forget. So if you understand, let me see those hands, because everybody needs a little hope. Welcome to Hope program that offers hope to the struggling, hope for the depressed, and hope for the oppressed. Now here are your hosts, Tommy Wilson, Bobby Caps, and Wesley Jackson. Well, good morning, everyone. We welcome you to our show, Hope. I'm Tommy Wilson, the Director of Living Free Ministries. I'm here with my good friend, Wesley Jackson, the Program Director at the Freedom Center. Uh, Wesley, Bobby Caps is out of town again. He is in San Diego with his family. So it is up to Dr. Phil to keep us in between the rails, but we uh, bribed him this morning with some donuts, so we don't know what's going to happen, Wesley. Yeah, I would say our, our IQ average went down since Bobby's not here, but yeah. I guess I think bring him back up. Bob. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've got special guests with us today. We're excited about the show today. Uh, Wesley, I'm, I'm excited about the whole day. Yo. We've oh, got yeah. a lot of things going on. Uh, we're celebrating a year of the Freedom Center. Uh, so we've took a few days to kind of look back and evaluate and kind of look what what has went on and uh, some good things, some things we got to improve on, probably some things we mishandled. But man, it, it's been a great year. Tommy, it really has. Uh, thinking on the ride over of just what a blessing it's been to be part of the journey since day one, not even just, uh, you know, December the 1st when we opened the doors, but November the 6th, the prior year of 2020, since the journey began. It's been such a blessing to be part of, and just the support and the love that the community has showed to the uh, to the Freedom Center since day one is, you know, it's really can't put into words what it means to me and uh, what it's meant to be part of the journey, getting to do it with guys that you know that I love, great friends, you Ralph and John, we've grown close together and got to see some men's lives really in a mess. Got to see some men's lives really transformed. Got to see some families restored. Got to see hope back in people's eyes. And it's, uh, man, it's, uh, it's, it's undescribable, I think, is the gifts that we talked about last night. It's just the undescribable gift that is in the gospel message. And I can't, uh, can't really put it into words, but it, I tell you, I can't do nothing but smile when I yeah. think about it. <laughs> we, was, uh, we was over in Florence last night at a church there, sharing, and we talked about the indescribable gift. Uh, you know, mm. a lot of our guys shared, and we had Ronnie with us, and he was sharing. It was Lee Heights uh, Church there in Florence. Yeah, um, We may not be able to describe what really happened to us, uh, Ronnie, but we can describe the buffalo wild wings we ate after <laughs> yeah. uh, we we put a, <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> a on. They might have put a hurting on us. Yeah, I don't know. But you put place. 10 guys around a table and say, let's eat wings. I mean, it's that's kind of dangerous. Yeah. But it's December the 8th. It's kind of a drizzle morning, kind of warm morning for December the 8th. Uh, we've got a big day ahead of us, but yeah. right now we've got uh, Debbie Martin from Boonville and her son Ronnie Martin with us as our special guest today. Uh, Ronnie was our first guy that we cared through intake December the 1st, Wesley. And uh, we had no idea that we'd be sitting here a year later using Ronnie Martin as a... Uh, as an example, our, our poster child and all that for our first year. We had no, no idea that would happen. We had no clue of a lot of things, Tommy. Yeah. We just knew that the Lord had been faithful in the whole journey leading up to that day and uh, really got to see a good example of men's faith in action, showing up to go to work the task is a tall order, but, you know, we started showing up December the 1st, letting the Lord lead us. And like you say, uh, you didn't know which one it was going to be, and you never know 
which ones is truly getting it. But well, from day one, they've showed up. The Lord's brought them to us, and you know he, He's the one that, that makes the increase in our lives. And, and we did know that, and we have known the answer the whole time is the Lord Jesus. And for Ronnie, when he showed up there day one, he had a lot going on. Yeah, <laughs> he's like a lot. He's like the rest of us, you know. I can't. I can't say that as a as just Ronnie. I, I had a lot going on the day I showed up seeking help, but yeah. Ronnie had a lot going on. And I thought about this verse when we just shared that. It's out of Ephesians chapter two, verse four. But God, mm. being rich in mercy because of His great love, which with which He loved us. But God, Ronnie. You know, that first day you showed up, and even the first week, second week, uh, we was wondering, what the heck are we doing with you? <laughs> yeah. But God. And you got your mom with us today. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, I know you're probably the happiest person on the planet by what's happened with Ronnie, but you couldn't have seen that either. No, no. I think about uh, a year ago this time, I think my feelings were relief because, like you say, you said Ronnie was in a mess. Yes, he was in a mess. Mm. And I'm the one that dropped him off and yeah. left him with you guys. Yeah, we but. really appreciated you that day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 We was wanting to call you back and say we're, we're re returning the package. Here. Hey, we, we was blinded by the situation, too. We were so excited to be getting started. And, and I say that to Ralph. Me and Ralph had this conversation the first few weeks of the program. We were just so ecstatic about getting the ball rolling in the Freedom Center opening up, and you know, we'd been this big build up over the course of a year, and we're excited about everything going on. We're like, let's get these guys in here. We know what the Lord's done in our life. You know, we're just pumped up about it. About that first week, man, they hit us right in the mouth. It's like, dang, these are some messed up dudes. They got problems, they got attitudes, they're pushing back. So, I just remember that it was yeah. like we, we were excited you dropped him off, but it didn't take long for that to we were like, what have we done? Yeah. Well, listen, uh, today's show is going to be talking with Debbie Martin and her son Ronnie Martin. Uh, we're going to hear from a mom what it looks like for a mom to go through this journey, uh, the worry and distress of knowing, wanting to know how our son is that day, where our son is, is he alive, is he in jail, or. What's my son doing today? We're gonna we're gonna ask some questions there in the second segment. Then we're gonna hear the story of Ronnie, the redemption of what the Lord Jesus can do. Mm. We told that church last night we've got one deep belief uh, at Living Free and at the Freedom Center. We believe the Lord Jesus can change people's lives, and that's what we drive on. That's what that's what we camp on. That's what we are. That's that's just. Our, our, our motivation and everything else. Uh, you can wrap it up like that right there. We we believe, uh, I guess from our friend Ralph, we'll wrap it in bl uh, red blood there and call it that. that that's just the Lord Jesus and, and nothing else. So we're excited about today's show. Uh, we're excited about tonight. Tonight, Ronnie and Debbie will be with us at Living Free. We'll be celebrating a one-year celebration of the Freedom Center, we invite all, we've invited all of our alumni and the people that's been a part of it to come tonight to celebrate it. And we're going to do this in a little more in-person deal uh, tonight at Living Free. You're invited. Maybe you, you're listening to the show and you know a mom that needs to hear this story and she can't grab it right now. You can come tonight at 6 o'clock at Living Free. And we're going to have a great night. And then we're going to have uh, uh, First Presbyterian Furnishing us a meal. And things. So uh, I want to give you a phone number for any kind of text message today that you want to ask Debbie or Ronnie or us. 662-603-9829. Uh, that is 662-603-9829. You can listen online anywhere in the world right now. Supertalk.fm Corinth. That's supertalk.fm Corinth. Or you can go on our, our, our podcast page, on our webpage uh, later on tonight and, and days to come and listen to this show again. Uh, livingfreecarnif.com. Click on the listen page and it'll go to all of our radio shows. And you can click on any of our shows we've done and uh, listen there. Listen, we wouldn't get to do a radio show without our sponsors. Dr. Phil is a great guy, and we bring him donuts, but we also got to bring him a check once a month to stay on the air. Uh, so uh, that, that's just the way it works. 
And man, we're thankful for our sponsors. I want to uh, give a big shout out to one sponsor. It's my wife, Wilco Real Estate. Uh, my wife is in base St. Louis right now in a real estate uh, convention or something, but my daughter and the rest of the crew is here. My daughter is on the road right now, Wesley, and got my grandson there. Bobo O'Reilly is in the seat, and he this is his favorite show. He likes to listen to us. He really thinks we're singing to him, Wesley. Hey, Bobo. What's up, Bobo? <laughs> so, uh, Bobo, we can't sing, so I'm just I'm going to let you know that. All right, Wesley, give us the other advertisement. All righty, yeah, we're thankful for the sponsors, Tommy. It's Gatlin's Pharmacy and Tishomingo. Uh, Living Free Ministries, Nick Bain's Law Office, Daniel Author in the local subways, and Crosswind Ministry. We couldn't do the show without you guys, and, and we're thankful. We'll be right back. It's Tommy Wilson, Living Free Ministries here in Corinth, Mississippi. Romans chapter 12, verse 2 says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. At Living Free Ministries, we want to help you to understand how to renew your mind through a faith in the Lord Jesus Christ to take you out of addiction and take you into peace, promise, and joy. Only Jesus Christ can do that. Check us out, livingfreecorinth.com. Wilco Real Estate Group is a full-service real estate agency located in downtown Corinth. Our agents service all of Northeast Mississippi and Southwest Tennessee, including the Pickwick Lake area. If you would like to talk real estate, please call or text us at 662-415-5922. You can also email us at info at You can also check out our website for some free content on the home buying or home selling process at wilcocorrent.com. If you live in Tishomingo, Belmont, Iuka, Burnsville, and the surrounding area, Gatlin's Pharmacy, 18 First Avenue in Tishomingo is your one stop for all your pharmacy needs. Gatlin's Pharmacy has programs available that will save you time and money. They offer a discount program that is unique to our area. If you have a parent or loved one who needs help keeping up with their medicines, Gatlin's Pharmacy will do the work for you. They will package your prescriptions for date and time and deliver them to you. Give Gatlin's Pharmacy a call and find out why they are way more than just a pharmacy. Gatlin's Pharmacy, 662-438-6605. Hey folks, it's Tommy Wilson, Carn Mattress Furniture right here on Highway 72 in Carn, Mississippi. First of all, we want to wish you a Merry Christmas and Santa is coming slash prices at our store. Listen up, any king or queen mattress at our store listed for $6.99, you take $300 off of it. You heard me right. We also have twins and fulls for $99. We got queen mattresses for $149. All of our furniture is 25% off. Listen, Santa said you had to come three miles west of high prices to get them deals. Bain & Bowen, attorneys at law, are proud to be a part of this program. At Bain & Bowen, they know that going through a legal dispute can be a frustrating and scary process. They can help you with a wide range of legal issues, including criminal cases, divorce and family law issues, as well as personal injury cases. Baines & Bowen, attorneys at law, will pursue the best course of action and get you the outcome you deserve. For all your legal needs, call Baines & Bowen at 662-287-1620. That's 286-1620. Now back to Hope with Tommy Wilson, Bobby Caps, and Wesley Jackson. Well, we welcome you back to our show, Hope. We're downtown Corinth at Super Talk Radio Station, man. We're thankful that we get to do it every week. We love what we get to do every day, and this is just part of the journey, and we're thankful for this. Uh, Wesley, uh, over the past year, we've seen 33 men come to the Freedom Center. Yeah go through intake uh some of them made it some of them didn't we actually had 15 graduate we've got four there right now uh so that's uh you know 19 out of 33 so far that's pretty good numbers our first guy was ronnie martin number ronnie mm -hmm. is from boonville grew up in boonville and mm -hmm. and stuff uh uh i've known his family probably longer than ronnie has and uh he uh he was our first guy but go back to that first morning wesley as ronnie come in and his mom deb's with us deb brought him 
Mm-hmm. Uh, again, we really appreciate that, Deb, that day. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was thinking, you know, a lot of people returns packages this time of the year. <laughs> or maybe some people set them out on the front porch and hope somebody steals them or something. Well, Deb brought us a package, and, man. Uh, broken. Yeah, broken. Tell us about that first day. And, and Deb, we want to ask you some questions, what that was like, and what it was up to that morning. You know, you've been through this for a long time now. Yes, yes, many years. Many Probably years. Probably since Ronnie was a teenager. All right. Wesley, what did it look like that morning? Well, we started off the morning. We had gotten the phone call that, you know, we didn't know what it was going to look like with Ronnie showing up. He had had a little hang-up before he could get headed there, so the devil tried to rise up against us before we even got started. I uh, got there that morning and found out everything was going to work out and Ronnie was going to get to show up, but uh was just excited for me, a little bit of nerves going on. I'm looking back now and I, I didn't have time to, to really realize much because this was our first guy. We're new at this. My first experience on intake. I'm hoping I got everything prepared and, and everything's looking right. I'm over here and not having a clue really what I'm doing. But they're looking, I'm sitting across from a mother and a son, and, and they're looking to me uh, at hopes of us being part of the journey and finding an answer. So I tell you what, I look back on the, this morning on the ride over, and I, I really saw a lot of my own story and my journey with my mother. So that, that's kind of what I've seen. I've seen a mother and a son sitting across from me looking for hope. Well, Wesley, when we pulled up... Uh... You was on the phone outside talking to your mom. Yeah. And you and her was kind of going through some of that journey. And she had just got off of a plane in Nashville this morning. And you just turned her morning upside down because you wanted to talk about what life was before. Well, we talk about trauma and, uh, you know, I guess just oblivious to the fact. I'm just, you know, I, I guess I lose the sight of what it was like for so many years. I just called up this morning and opened up an old wound. Yeah, you know, and I had none but knowing to me, I was just calling trying to get some feedback, a mother's perspective on <laughs> on things, and man, and it it got hot in my truck quick. I'll be honest, uh, and mom's tore up. We're talking about it, you know, and it brought back some old feelings. But you know, you it's, after you get removed from the situation, you kind of start to forget about all the the pain that you put your mother yeah. through, and the hurt, and that that was just part of what happened real fast. But you hear the the never give up, the never quit mentality of a mother's love also. And, and so that, we talked about it, and uh, she shared with me some of the stuff. Yeah. Of course, she got a little tore up. I got a little tore up, so a lot going on with that. Deb, uh, was it new for you to carry your son to rehab? He had told us. How many rehabs you had been to, Ronnie? Four. He had been to four already? Yes. I, I dropped him off each time. Really? You carried him each time? <laughs> yes. With the hopes of that something was going to happen with your son, he was going to be a different person when you picked him up. I think at first it was just like getting him someplace where I knew he was safe. Yeah. And I really didn't have the, you know, the foresight of thinking past that point. It was just like I thought it'd be magical that if he just got to the rehab in 30 days, then he would be normal once the drugs were out. But I didn't realize that 30 days was a joke. And, 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 um, so it took it took both of us several years to get through this because I found myself to be probably the queen of enablers. I thought I was helping Ronnie by getting him uh, out of things, out of trouble, and thinking that, you know, if I get him through this and everything is going to work out fine. But all I did was make him weaker and make it easier for him to continue in addiction. And um, like I say, it's been a process for me. I think it's I've been blessed and grown more from this probably as much as Ronnie or anyone else because addiction doesn't just affect the person that's in addiction. It, it affects everyone, and, and the chaos becomes normal. Yeah. You begin to live every day from day to day, and you're thinking, looking back, I can see how things were just totally out of control and just crazy. But at the same time, I was trying to make it normal and do the things that I knew to do because that's my job is to fix things. People have problems, I fix them, and that's how I did with my children. And I created probably 90% of their problems by doing this. Well, what can, let me, what's it like, you know, you're at, you're at home, you don't know where he's at some of the times. So my mom has told me some of this stuff that she used to 
think about it. She didn't know who her boys was. She didn't know if they was in jail or in a fight somewhere or anything like that. I mean, you just... All of the above. All of the above. above. I mean, I don't know how many times it was just that phone call in the middle of the night, and I just just get sick, and this sick feeling in the pit of my stomach, and it'd be, you know, calling from jail or a wreck or something had happened. And uh, it became like, you know, I was so paranoid. You know, I kept my phone with me at all times there in the last few years because I didn't know what was going to happen next. And it seemed like Ronnie was just... Those last few years, he was on a, a he was on like a demolition course to destroy his life. You know, he wasn't. I don't think he didn't realize how it affected everyone else, but it was, you know, it was like watching a train wreck. I could see it happening, but I couldn't stop it. You know, I tried everything I did, and I realized then I was totally helpless. I could not fix or control someone else's destiny or life and so that's the reason I had to turn it over to God and say Lord I don't know what else to do you know I've done everything I've spent money I spent time I've I pulled in influence you know and legal stuff that you know to make things work but I realized at the end of the day that I couldn't do anything I was just totally at the mercy of the world and at the mercy of of this horrible addiction and and so many times we try I think probably pride ego uh, shame keeps us from trying to keep it a secret, hide it, don't let people know because not just for Ronnie, not knowing, you know, you know, I didn't want anything, you know, bad of people to think badly of him, but I didn't want him to think badly of yeah. me because as a parent, I had to have failed or, I, you know, he wouldn't be experiencing this type of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, well, we think sometimes, I mean, it's our problem, we'll keep it at the house and we're not right. going, you know, what's, what's done and said at the That's house, right. we're just going to keep it there. That's right. That's right. Well, yeah, behind closed doors because we right. don't want the world to realize That's right. that our 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 life is a wreck. We right. you know we can drive by we can drive by your house and your house your yard's manicured and took care of and everything's okay, but inside it may be a house full of chaos, and that's that's what it's, it had been. It really was. It was it was a mess, and like I say, the keeping secrets and stuff is probably the hardest that keeps you from getting help because you're so worried about somebody finding out about just how bad things are. And it's once, you know, like I say, I've, I've referred to the mask. Take the mask off, and when you let, say, okay, here's what it is, then the enemy can't use that against you anymore. That's a weapon that's been defeated. And then you have to find that place. And that's one thing I'm forever grateful for you guys at the Freedom Center because not only did you have the vision to to help people but you allowed god to work through you and in you in doing this and i think except by the grace of god i don't think you're it would have been the success that it that it is today oh no it's all it's yeah. it's all about by about him uh deb I, I know you've you've been in church i mean you you showed up to church ronnie's a mess and i'm sure you're praying for your son and Week in and week out, you're praying for your son, day in and day out, praying for your son. It seems like it's bouncing off the wall sometimes. Well, it was. It was probably 10 years there. And I mean, it, 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 it was like, you know, uh, attend and celebrate recovery, different things, prayer groups and all this stuff. And it, it became, you know, my pastor, I go to cross, uh, Crossroads there and uh, Pastor Heights. I mean, it became a, you know, it was a common thing for you know prayer you know we all loved Ronnie and everybody was praying for him but it did it seemed like it was just falling on deaf ears it was like seemed like it just would go from one thing to another and it would just kept getting worse and uh like I say four re you know this is the fourth rehab you know there was ones that I mean he got kicked out of one the summer before I think it was probably October or whatever before he came to you guys in December so <laughs> I know one of the the when taking him down there to the coast it was pouring down rain and I was driving pretty fast and he's in the back seat and I took one of our prayer warriors from the church when we Rochelle Jenkins and she's riding shotgun in the front because we didn't know if he's gonna bail on us or what <laughs> but he raises up in the back seat and says mom you're gonna wreck if you don't slow down I said well you better pray <laughs> yeah <laughs> well you know it, it's uh, for a lot of times with addict we think it's it's my business i'm the one doing it it's just me and i'm not hurting nobody else it's hurting myself i'm hurting myself and really it's nobody else mm-hmm. but to, to to see your son going through that well, and with your hands just tied, because I mean, you if you could have if you could have ordered something online to get him help or change his life or went to Walgreens and bought whatever, right. 
You'd already done that. Absolutely. Well, I think it's what makes us hard because our children are the things that we love more than life at our, itself. If we love more than ourselves, you know, we would swap places in a heartbeat. And for a long time, you think, if you know, if you just wanted to, you could quit. And it didn't take, you know, in the last few years, I realized it's bigger than they are. They cannot do it on their own. So, you know, without the, you know, God's grace and the people that are willing to put, you know, do the hard work like you guys do and, and deal with the persons with these uh, that come there that they're not thinking rationally. So you can't treat them rationally. <laughs> I, I felt for you guys that morning. I know Ronnie wanted to go load up on all the vapes and cigarettes and all that stuff before we got there. And and Wesley and I were talking and Ronnie's in the parking lot and he's firing one up and Wesley looks at me and he goes, is he smoking? I said, yeah. He goes, no, we're going to lay it all down. And I said, well, you want me to yeah. tell him? He said, no, I'll take care of it. <laughs> yeah. Well, Deb, as I hear you talk and, and just got done talking to my mother about this, uh, you know, the two things she said that she feared most was death in prison. Yeah. You know, and, and multiple nights whenever I would crash at her place, she said she's come down the steps multiple nights just to make sure I'd be breathing. I, I, I witnessed that. It was like that summer before he came to you guys. It was just, I mean, it was just like so chaotic. And he would be up, he would come, and he would be to, to do chores or something. He would, I'd have some work for, and stuff that I needed done around the house, and he would do it. And he'd be up to all hours of the night and stuff for just thing. And then I'd go in the living room, and he would just be asleep in the chair, just you know, folded over, and I, I, many times I walked over to make sure he was breathing because I mm. thought, you know, he looked lifeless. Well, that, that was it. That was her thing. And, and I asked her because from where I was sitting, I don't guess I ever got the, uh, I never got the vibe or the feeling that she had ever started to give up hope. You know, I always knew that I had somebody in my corner that when I went to them, they were willing to help. And that was, that was what I seen from you that morning sitting across from y'all was, uh, you know, a mother's love. You were willing to help could tell you never wavered from being Ronnie's biggest fan and, and pulling for him and being in his corner. And, and I, I, I felt that in my own journey. But as I talked to my mom out there this morning, you know, we, we were on a 13-year journey ourselves from the time she really found out that I had to struggle until the Lord uh, delivered me from it. And she said, you know, she had come to the conclusion that um, as long as I would stay alive or out of prison, she was okay with it. She just didn't want me to die. She had she had kind of calloused around her heart. Not that she didn't love me or have hope for life, but she just accepted the fact that this was going to be part of a lifelong struggle. Right. And you know, and I think about that out there. And I know there's mothers everywhere, maybe listening today, that thinks, you know, maybe my son is going to be like this forever. That that don't have to be the truth. No, no. I think Ronnie is a he is a miracle. There's no doubt, and I can't I can't describe anything else because he is he's not just sober. You know, you can be you yeah. can be sober and be yeah. that dry drunk and still have no joy or peace mm-hmm. about you. But he is totally transformed, and I've seen yeah. you know it's yeah. by the yeah. grace of God. And you guys gave him the tools to work with in order to bring him closer to God and to to find to uh, to find. And it's I just um, I, 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 there's no other way but miraculous. It has to, the supernatural had to take hold because as people, we can't do it. You know, we yeah, can't do yeah. it on our own. We have to mm-hmm. have, and it's that fellowship too that of other people, you know, that you talk, the Bible talks about the rope with the many strands. The more strands we have, the tighter and stronger the rope. Mm-hmm. And I think that's another thing with the fellowship, staying with us, you know, staying close. we we got to take a break. We're going to come back with Deb and Ronnie Martin. We're going to hear from Ronnie uh, what this journey looked like, too. Uh, we're thankful, thankful for the Lord. You know, it's Christmas season. Let me give you this verse out of Matthew chapter 1. She will bear a son. You shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. That's exactly what happened to Ronnie Martin. We're going to take a break, and we'll come right back.
This is Brett Butler, and I'm the Executive Director of Crosswind Ministries in Corinth, Mississippi. Crosswind is a local ministry ordained and equipped by the Lord Jesus Christ to serve and bring hope to families and individuals who are in need of assistance. We like to think we exist to serve those who are poor in resources and poor in spirit. If you think about it, that's really all of us at one time or another. We are located at 703 Tate Street, south of the railroad tracks in downtown Corinth, and our number is 662-287-5600. You know, one of the most common questions I get from neighbors in the community is, quite simply, what type of help do y'all provide? Well, Crosswind is set up to be a highly diverse, one-stop shop of sorts for people who are troubled or are in trouble. Because of the many relationships we have cultivated over the last 16 years, I like to think we're equipped to either serve most needs directly or indirectly, and we do not discriminate. So, Just a few things that we do at Crosswind is we transition and secure families from homelessness into permanent housing. We conduct two in after-school programs. We provide no-cost biblical counseling to hurting families and individuals through the Crosswind Biblical Counseling Center that we just established. We have the opportunity to feed hundreds of hungry residents through our mobile and stationary meal programs. We mentor and equip new and expectant mothers through our partnership with One by One Ministries and the Oasis Medical Center and host weekly clothing drives for neighbors in need of seasonal apparel. And these are just a few things that we do and we we try not to limit ourselves and instead just answer the need as it comes in the door or calls us on the phone. So if you are in need of help, please call us or come see us at Crosswind on 703 Tate Street. We're here to help. Bain Bowen, attorneys at law are proud to be a part of this program. At Bain and Bowen, They know that going through a legal dispute can be a frustrating and scary process. They can help you with a wide range of legal issues, including criminal cases, divorce and family law issues, as well as personal injury cases. Baines and Bowen, attorneys at law, will pursue the best course of action and get you the outcome you deserve. For all your legal needs, call Baines and Bowen at 662-287-1620. That's 286-1620. Now back to Hope with Tommy Wilson, Bobby Caps, and Wesley Jackson. Well, we welcome you back to our show, Hope. Uh, we're downtown Corinth on a warm Thursday morning. It'll be December the 8th. It's rained a lot in the last few days. Um, but, man, we're just thankful that we get to do this show. We're here today with Ronnie and Dale Martin. Uh, they're from Boonville. Uh, Dale, uh, Ronnie is uh, in Florence, Alabama now. Uh, Deb. We, as we've done the last segment, we was talking to, to deal with uh, uh, what it looked like from a mom. Uh, you had lost one son because of an accident. Yeah, it'll be 10 years this Christmas Eve. Yeah, Trey. and Christmas Trey. Eve. Ronnie, was you and your brother was living together. You were. Right. Yes, sir. And then here you are the last 10 years wondering if you're going to lose this son. Yeah, that's what I did. Yeah, it seemed like it escalated after Trey's death, Ronnie, because, you know, it was just, it was traumatic for him. Right. I mean, it was just. uh, Right. But, yeah, like I said, that was the fear that I realized that it can happen. You know, before it actually happens to you, you think it just happens to other people. But that was one of the things I think that made it even harder of just, you know, like I say, Wesley, your mom, you know, I was afraid of prison. And I was afraid of death. And you're and you're an attorney, so you know what prison. <laughs> right. It's not a good place now, to go. Well, Ronnie, we uh, you you was hanging out, living free for a little while on Monday and Thursday nights, and I was getting to know you. And you come to me, and you yeah, I think you'd been to the home of Grace, and maybe had to come home because of COVID. And mm-hmm. uh, did, did you go back and get booted out or something? I don't forget I what happened. Yeah. Yeah, and the Home of Grace is a great program. We use the Home of Grace a lot. I was at the Home of Grace last Friday doing a graduation charge, and two of our guys graduated there. But listen, uh, you you just come to me one night and said, "Man, can I be? Can I come to your program?" And uh, I said, "Well, we're not open yet, but if you'll keep showing up on Living Free meetings, uh, you'll be our first. And Ronnie, you showed up. And yeah. man, when you was when you wasn't gonna be able to be there, you'd text me or call me or something. You you was determined to get there. 
But, Ronnie, you was a big mess. You was about as big a mess as anybody we've took in. I mean, that day you showed up, you was a big mess. I was. But what? You had a drive or something that you wanted something different. I was at my rock bottom, you know. That's, uh, I was just tired of being at the bottom. You know, I had no hope. Yeah. But now, so Wesley shows up. You just heard. Now, he kept showing up living free. He was determined to be there. He showed up. He, he took his last drink of alcohol. I think he guzzled something out in the parking lot, and he smoked him about 24 cigarettes in two minutes. And that was after, I guess, before or after you told him we was a no-smoking campus. And uh, But that first week, uh, he was still a mess, Wes. I mean – well, uh, I think he was dealing with a lot of the physical components that come with it that first week. Uh, you know, he was on some drugs that had a long withdrawal period, so he had that whole physical hurt that was going on, uh, let alone the emotional trauma, uh, just the mental instability that comes with all of that coming off of the drugs and the chemical imbalance that's with all of that. But he was physically hurting, and, and he caught COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, we had the little bout of COVID. Yeah. Like I said, uh, the first week, man, it, it hit us quick because we had a little run with COVID. Ralph had it. Ronnie got it. Ronnie was sick from the drugs tr coming off of that. So, you know, it was it was a tough first week for Ronnie, a couple of weeks, to be honest, just from the physical standpoint. And then uh, there was, you know, I, I we talked about this last night, Ronnie. Uh, we uh, we had to call you in the office one day. You, I think you had snuck down the hill and was smoking a cigarette or something. Yeah. Uh, you couldn't outrun Ralph. I mean, that's how bad a physical shape you was in. He's fast. Yeah, he's fast. Okay, you may make some people believe that that don't know right. Okay. That's the second one he said. <laughs> that's the Cody second. Ramsey told the same thing. Yeah, Cody Ramsey said every time I turned around, there stood Ralph. Yeah. But look, that day we asked you what you wanted to do in your life. And you was kind of uncertain. You you said that, uh, well, I, if you kick me out, I can just go back to the home of grace. I said, Ronnie, is that what you want to do? Just keep going from program to program? And something happened there that day that kind of turned the course. Yeah, Wesley. I remember Wesley. Uh, we, were talking, we were talking last night. Wesley had mentioned, you know, that uh, I could do better. And, you know, part of me was still – the old me was still trying to – Still trying to run the show, I guess. Still trying to do it my way, and, and my way had, and I knew my way had failed so many times. So, I, I, I you know, I just told Wesley that you know he was right. I can, you know, I, I, I just surrendered and said, you know, I, I gave up. That I, I remember that conversation pretty vividly, and you know, you'd given us pushback with everything leading up to that point. You know, it was just kind of fighting yourself, fighting the program, fighting all of it. You know, just kind of being hard to deal with as oftentimes we are when we don't want to change mm -hmm. you know we want change but we want it on our terms and we've got this ideal of what change look like and very rarely is it actually what it looks like so uh when we had that conversation you know we're going through it and and i, I remember the moment coming to me and i'm looking across from me i said ronnie man you got a lot more to give you got a lot more to give and he just looks up he had his head down he looks right up my eyes and he looked at it and he said no no you're right i do and, and I won't ever forget that moment because from that moment forward, Ronnie gave more. Just you know, that simple. A couple of weeks ago, I was at Church of the Crossroads and Bradley Edwards walked up to me. And he said, man, you tell Ronnie Martin, I'm so proud of him. But I always knew he had it in him. Yeah. Well, you know, people seen that. But Ronnie, you couldn't see it in yourself at the time. No, I was, I was a shell. You know, I was, I was just existing. I, was, I wasn't living. <clears throat> yeah. I was blind. He was blind. Yeah, blind for sure. But somewhere right there, and I don't know what week that was in, things started changing. We talked about how big of a mess you was when you got there, but by the time you left there, brother, we didn't want you to leave. Yeah. You'd become family. Yeah. And uh, we've seen God do something in your life that's only, only God can do, and that's taking drug addicts and turning them. Your mom said earlier – uh, this morning, it, it, not just clean. He's he's just not sober and drug free. He's transformed, free, and and you know completely free. What last night that uh, we seen a billboard over there about a bondsman or something. Free at last, free at last. <laughs> yeah, free at last, free at last. That's that's that's, that's what happened. Yeah. That's what happened. 
And Ronnie, man, when you left our program, I remember this as when you left the program, you kept showing up at the meetings. Mm -hmm. You you got involved in your home church over there in Florence and y'all mm -hmm. y'all you were showing up at a revival that went on for how many weeks? Nine weeks. And how I'm Nine. you didn't miss many. No, I missed maybe one night. I was really? <clears throat> so you, you just kept showing up. Mm -hmm. Something and, and then still today you keep showing up. What's life? You when you got home, you, you you married your girlfriend. I did. And and what's her name? Uh, Kathy. Kathy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you married your girlfriend, mm -hmm. got your job, still showing up at work, showing up at job, showing up at church. Mm -hmm. Every time the doors are open, yeah. Yeah. So, man, what what from from being a wreck and your mom walking the floors at night crying, wondering where her son is. Where's life at now? It's uh, it's kind of hard to explain, you know, because uh, you know, like I mentioned, I was I was I was dead inside. Uh, you know, I wasn't living; I was just existing. You know, I never uh, I never been in the I've been I've been in jail more times than I can imagine, but but I've never been in the prison system. But I can say, you know, for probably 21 years, I was physically, I, I was mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. You know, in, incarcerated in, my, in myself, I, you know, the, the bondage had me had me so uh, so bound that you know that's all I thought about. And I started drugs at such a young age when uh, I never learned how to, to experience life. You know, without the, the drugs and alcohol. So now here I am, 38 years old, and you know it sounds simple and kind of silly, but I'm learning how to you know deal with anxiety and my emotions. Uh, mm -hmm. It's just it's all it's all new to me. Um, I mean, you know, you know that's Ronnie. I had uh, had the same conversation with a cousin of mine when I came back, and it was that uh, I had almost been in arrested development from my teenage years, and I still saw myself as a teenager. Had never really dealt with problems like an adult, you know, as most people would say, or in a proper way. And man, and you see people same age as us, and and they've gone and done, and maybe lived life the proper way and then you see where you're at it's like you really can see a contrast from who you are and kind of what you see them doing things correctly so there's a lot of work to be done from day one once you do get out mm -hmm. and it's a it is a struggle and there is it's just a growth you grow yeah the fight's not over when you, you know, no the that's not it so. but the fight is uh the fight you, you feel yourself winning in it oh yeah absolutely you know and the, i see i mean others see you winning obviously yeah, the, you know the battles it, I, I don't battle with the stuff I used to, you know, battle with, with, the, with the drugs and alcohol. Now it's just, you know, like Tommy said many times, the man in the mirror. You know, That's it. Just, uh, well, and, and we expect, it, we have these expectations of where we want to be. Now. You know, the, the battle's easy now. Mm -hmm. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, guys, there's hope. Mm -hmm. you, you just heard a story uh, from a mom, son, family that drug addiction had controlled this family. Uh, mom wasn't on drugs, but Ronnie's drugs was controlling her life. Yeah, I did enough. Yeah, and uh, you know, Deb, if there's a mom listening or a family member, what what would you tell a mom today? What would you just tell a mom? Well, first, you know, you never give up because, like I say, there's no one there's beyond help. As long as they've got life and breath in their body, then there's a chance and there's hope for mm -hmm. them. And I would be honest about it and honest with them and and talk with you know if they if they don't want help then talk to somebody that's in you know like such as you guys and stuff like that and what the you know advice you would give but um i would definitely definitely try to get them in some type of uh treatment and not just that but you know involved with one that's christ-based one that you know you've got a foundation because when you leave if you don't have that firm foundation you know the chances of you succeeding and staying staying straight is you know it's yeah. it's it's greatly diminished but uh, yeah i would tell any mom you know if you <laughs> and it, i know the heartache and the and the fears but um just don't give up on that child or that spouse or whoever it might be a sibling or whatever and uh, you know because there is hope and there yeah. is ronnie is a walking testament of what uh, miracles that God can do. 
And mm. so uh, if you'd asked me this a year ago, yeah. I was just hoping for him to be straight and mm. that uh, yeah. he was safe at that moment while he well, had it. But You know, they, there's a difference in being just sober and clean than living life abundantly. That's right. The, exactly. And that's where Jesus comes in. You know, we, we don't believe once an addict, always addict. We, we believe that you can be set free, completely free. Uh, free up. Free, what free at last. Yeah, free at last. <laughs> and, uh, man, what, that's where we camp out on in that scripture. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 tells us that. A lot of other places tells us that. But, man, we're, we're just super proud of what's going on. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back and wrap this show up. But if, if you're a mom out there, you need to be encouraged. Come to Living Free tonight. Come, uh, come and, and come and just hear the story. I've, all, I've always said, families need more support than the one that's in addiction. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Estate Group is a full-service real estate agency located in downtown Corinth. Our agents service all of Northeast Mississippi and Southwest Tennessee, including the Pickwick Lake area. If you would like to talk real estate, please call or text us at 662-415-5922. You can also email us at info at wilcocorinth.com. You can also check out our website for some free content on the home buying or home selling process at wilcocorinth.com. Bain and Bowen, attorneys at law, are proud to be a part of this program. At Bain and Bowen, they know that going through a legal dispute can be a frustrating and scary process. They can help you with a wide range of legal issues, including criminal cases, divorce and family law issues, as well as personal injury cases. Baines and Bowen, attorneys at law, will pursue the best course of action and get you the outcome you deserve. For all your legal needs, call Bain and Bowen at 662-287-1620. That's 286-1620. If you live in Tishomingo, Belmont, Iuka, Burnsville, and the surrounding area, Gatlin's Pharmacy, 18 First Avenue in Tishomingo is your one stop for all your pharmacy needs. Gatlin's Pharmacy has programs available that will save you time and money. They offer a discount program that is unique to our area. Do you have a parent or loved one who needs help keeping up with their medicines? Gatlin's Pharmacy will do the work for you. They will package your prescriptions for date and time and deliver them to you. Give Gatlin's Pharmacy a call and find out why they are way more than just a pharmacy. Gatlin's Pharmacy, 662-438-6605. Hey folks, it's Tommy Wilson, Car Mattress Furniture Outlet, right here on Highway 72 in Carn, Mississippi. First of all, we want to wish you a Merry Christmas and Santa is coming slash prices at our store. Listen up. Any king or queen mattress at our store listed for $6.99, you take $300 off of it. You heard me right. We also have twins and fulls for $99. We've got queen mattresses for $149. All of our furniture is 25% off. Listen, Santa said you had to come three miles west of high prices to get them deals. Here's to choice, to making your voice be heard, to getting exactly what you want, especially when you eat. At Subway restaurants, you choose your freshly baked bread, meats, cheese, and veggies to make a sub that's just right for you. Come in and create yours today. Subway, eat fresh. Now back to Hope with Tommy Wilson, Bobby Caps, and Wesley Jackson. Ooh, well. Welcome you back to our last segment today of our show. We, we've had a powerful show here on hope. I hope you've heard hope. I hope you've been encouraged today that there is hope. We've heard the story of, of, uh, of a mom, son's journey through addiction, what it looks like and, you know, what mom's seen and, and walked through. She, she dropped him off at five rehabs. Four, four. four. Is that counting living free? Freedom, yeah. yeah. I mean, Freedom Center. So Freedom Center was number four. Okay. Right, yeah. So she had dropped him off at four uh, uh, rehabs before. Well, one place twice. That would be five. Yeah. One place <laughs> twice. So, twice. <laughs> yeah. And uh, she'd have probably dropped you off 12 more times if you'd <laughs> agreed to it. But uh, something was different. I won't never forget the radio show we done with y'all's graduation, Ronnie. You made this statement. 
uh, I could trust what I found here. There was something about this program that when you left, you could trust this program. And it wasn't a program. It was the Lord Jesus. That's right. You know, me, Ralph, and Wesley, John going to let you down unless we're ordering chicken wings. But look, uh, there was something different. And over the past year now, you've lived out different. And uh, we've seen pictures of you and your kids at park. And, you know, last night your wife come to to the church with us and stuff. So life is different. Yeah, the Lord's, you know, restored me for, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So if there's someone out there just listening, uh, what, w- what would you tell somebody that's struggling with drugs today? Just that's, that don't see hope. Um, I mean, there's definitely hope. You know, I tried every other way, you know, the Lord's the only way I tried, uh, medicine, you know, for, I, I tried medicine to get off alcohol, medicine to get off opiates, um, uh, 12 step, AA, NA. I tried every other way, and you know, it was either temporary or, or you know, it didn't work. It, uh, but it wasn't until you know I, I tried the Lord and, and fully sur- surrendered. You know, He took all that all that mess out of my life, and He's you know restored me. That, that's the only way. That's it. Uh, you know, it's uh you said those other things were temporary because they were left to your own devices and your own ability. Yeah. And if I'm operating under my ability, Tommy, I'm going to come up short. Yeah. But whenever we are who we, the Lord says we are and we have value that he puts on our life and direction that he gives us and the boundaries that the, the his word sets, clearly sets boundaries in it. And if we start to live our life around that and mirror our life to, uh, to the call of God, then uh, things start to be different. Ronnie, I... Think back over your journey, as I sit here, and I remember you coming, and you said that you started going to that little church there in Florence, and they knew every day that you came. You was drunk, you was high, you was whatever, but you were still showing up on the back row, and you said this. They just loved on you. Yeah. They didn't run you off. They accepted you. They prayed for you. They encouraged you to do something different. So, you know, I encourage any church member or, or person who f- considers themselves a follower of the Lord not to give up on folks to be that uh, accepting person that's going to show the goodness and the, the gentleness and the kindness of God. You know, Romans 2, 4 says, or do, you not, do you, or do you despise the riches of his goodness, forbearance, long-suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leads to repentance? It's love. It's the goodness of God. It's the long-suffering of God that changes people's lives. And he uses his people to do that. And, and that church family that you had there was a prime example of that. They kept showing up at Living Free for you. They kept showing up after you got out. They were your biggest fan. They, they welcomed you with open arms. And that's been part of the journey. And it's been part of my journey to watch that church family. And that's what was a big part of the change in my life. I had men like Tommy and Ralph and other men that just accepted what we had going. All right. So we uh we we got to wrap it up. Dr. Phil said that we didn't bring but two donuts. Next week we'll bring three. So listen, man, we're thankful for it. We wish everybody that finished the program would walk the journey as you have, Ronnie. But listen, there's hope. Don't mm-hmm. miss it. We got to pray and get out. Where's the carry us out of here in prayer? Already, Heavenly Father, Lord, I'm just thankful today, Lord. I'm thankful for your mercy and your grace and how it's new every day in our lives, Lord, and that there is hope. In the risen Savior, Lord, that you sent your son Jesus to die for us. And that's where we find our hope. And if there's anyone today, Lord, that needs hope, it's all of us. And we only find hope in Christ. Pray that you just be with us as we go forth. Uh, Lead, guide, and direct us. Lord, bless uh, Ronnie on his journey. Just keep using him. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.